0: The cat sat on the Hey everyone, we're back with another week of Find Your Film. This is for the week covering Friday, July 22nd, 2022. I am so confident right now with Find Your Film because I exactly know what episode this is. It is Find Your Film, episode 125. I am amped because this is a very big week for us. We're going to have Eric, who's our special guest this week. He's not going to appear on the re- regular show. By the way, nice buzz cut, Eric Holmes. But he's going to appear on a, our cinema Hodgepod. Who? Who are we going to have in the Find Your Film doors today? Oh, we got a uh, wonderful musician joining us. Uh, he's, really, uh, very
1: famous for dropping beats on this show in particular.
0: Oh um, yes, hey, did you pay? Did you pay Peter Beta the music royalties for all those drumming beats? He's, um, oh, okay. I, I, uh, no, I, no, I didn't. But I did order a, a middle class film glass. Uh, Okay, good. How how is that glassware for middle class film class? By the way, Peter Beta is one of the three people for middle class film class. He's he's a I call him the chairman of the board, but they're all chairmen of the board. He's with Tyler Noe and also Joseph Navarro. But how is it glassware for m middle class film class? I,
1: I gotta tell you, the sample yes. juice is really good, but in this middle class film glass, it makes it trillescent.
0: Uh well I will I will uh take that middle class film class glassware merch and I will raise you a find your film glass <laughs> which is blurry now because I have the blur background <laughs> on my Zoom. I don't even know how to promote our own show. Bruce Parky, can't you teach me some lessons on how to actually do my job? Can't you help uh, me
2: here? Unblur the product we want people to buy. Unbelievable. <laughs> or or leave it exactly blurred. what? Yeah. Leave it blurred and make oh. them think it might be explicit. These like are mystery
0: cups. These are mystery colors, and this is the whole, Oh, here, here. You see a little bit. it's It comes out of the blur a little bit. In the blur, out the blur. In the blur, out the blur. When you're in the blur, out the blur, sometimes the Find Your Film logo, it's so beautiful. It is sometimes green, and sometimes it's black and white. Eric Holmes, who designed the logo, and I apologize for the blur. He is a friend of the show. Most importantly, we love his work. Eric, who... Holmes, who, who, who constructed our logo for this?
1: That would be Juan Diego Escobar Alzate director of the wonderful film Lose the Flower of Evil. Apparently, he's a really awesome logo maker, too, a graphic designer. So if you need a logo for your podcast or just uh, if you need graphic design for anything, I would just hit him up on
0: Facebook because okay. he's a really fast and really fucking good. And he is an amazing, <laughs> avid, uh, cin- he has cinephilia like all, he has that sickness of cinephilia like all of us do. He, he loves programming different films, he loves watching films, he loves physical media. Bruce Perky, final plug, why should people see Lose the Flower of Evil directed by our buddy Juan Diego Escobar Alzate?
2: Well, if they like core, if they like super insanely great visuals, if they like slightly disturbing movies or just a movie that's off the beaten path, they should be watching it.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's available. I, mean, I believe it's uh, streaming on shutter, but Eric Holmes is, is a huge physical media fan. It's also available on, I believe, Blu-ray, DVD. Eric, you have all the, all that Juan Diego Escobar, Azate merch from Lose the Flower of Evil. You have the poster adorning your walls, you know? So yeah. how, how many times have you seen that movie, Eric Holmes?
1: Um, not as many as I'd like, uh, but a bunch.
0: Okay. Maybe four I, or five. It, yeah. it, it, at least 10. At least 10 times. Yeah. Wow. Does it get better with every watch? Do you find little nuggets of the film after every watch or do you, do you just yeah. watch it because you love it so much and you, it's it's uh, like comfort food. I did. It's a little bit of both. Um, did you certainly find new stuff?
1: And <laughs> when we uh, interviewed him, because like there was one thing I, I pointed out on there. It's like, oh, that's got to mean something. Uh, when we talked to him, he's like, <laughs> I, I pointed the thing. I was like, oh, they never see it. Like, they always see it from the back. That's got to mean something. It's like, no,
0: that's just, that's just how we shot him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Bruce isn't, in all fairness, isn't it great as a viewer to ascribe something to a story that maybe wasn't even there in the first place? That just means a movie has layers, correct? Or am I wrong on this as far as interpreting cinema?
2: No, you're right. I think. Well, I mean, a director usually will say that once they they're done with it, it's for the viewers to interpret. They don't want to necessarily make people forced into their vision. Although some people do want to do that, but most great directors don't.
0: Oh, yeah. Very, very good. Interesting. Speaking of great directors, Bruce, lately you've been actually, uh, I don't know, you've been going off the beaten path for the last week, actually researching on your own some great directors and watching some really interesting films. What can you you tell our listeners? Uh, what have you been, have you been traversing outside the U.S. territories as far as your (laughs) cinema watching?
2: Uh, yes, I've been watching, well, some very heavy Russian (laughs) cinema, which is probably, what do they call it when, uh, it's, uh, the same thing? It's probably the, probably most Russian cinema is kind of heavy, I guess. But uh been watching uh, Come and See, uh, which just happened to coincide with Middle Class Film classes uh, episode this week. So that was kind of kismet, I guess. And then that got me inspired to find out about the films of uh, the director of Come and See, who's Klimov. His wife, who died in – before – C. came out, uh, she was actually kind of an unsung uh, director in Russia as well. And she did some movies that I watched as well.
0: Okay. And I guess you're could you going to cover this on our Find Your Film episode down the road, something, uh, maybe a spotlight or something, maybe a yeah. month
2: or... Oh, okay. I might be doing Larissa Shapitko because I don't think you ever hear about her. So we should probably talk about her. Yes.
0: Well, you know, I, I, Eric and I had this talk and you and Russian cinema and find your film doesn't really get along too well. Actually, Eric, can you t- break the news about our Russo, the Russo brothers, the Russo brothers director spotlight that it's going to supplant the Russian cinema episode that we're gonna we he wants to do. You want to do that? It's called yes. The Gray Man. Yeah, yeah, sir. Bruce,
2: yeah,
1: we must break you.
2: I thought you said the Russian, it said Russian, and I was like, okay, instead of Russo. So I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. I I failed my homework.
0: Yeah, Find Your Film episode 126 will not be called Come and See. It'll be called Come and See the Gray Man. So we'll, we're going to flip that. We're going to flip some. Uh, there's no comment from Bruce Perky. There's just a look of disgust and disdain as Eric Holmes sips his apple cider on the middle class film glass glasses. Vodka. And I do not <laughs> like your jokes today. I don't like my jokes either. You know who doesn't also doesn't like my jokes? Please, listeners, if you can, if you, we're talking about being cinephiles all these different people, join us on our Cinematics Facebook group. I think if there's one thing, I don't know if Eric and Bruce, if you guys agree with me, but I think our biggest achievement within the two plus years of us doing this and then previously Movie Mainline is to actually garner some friendships within the Cinematics Facebook group. Um, let's throw it to you, Eric. What what do you like the most about our Facebook group in, in aggregate, I guess?
1: very. Sorry. They're fun people, good people, and I want to meet all of them. Oh, uh, I get to meet William Lindis like
0: in person. Yes, that was like, nice. That was uh, nice from Movie Bears was, podcast. Um,
1: that was good. Yeah, and I kind of want to do that with more of them. Meet meet Girl. more people. Maybe uh, maybe have some sort of uh, cinematics kind of uh, get together at some point.
0: And I know Greg, you're. Tacitly against this. Oh no! Well, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm totally. Of- I'm totally for Bruce Porky joining you on this these meetups, <laughs> right? Bruce, are you are you for this for the meetups? It's okay.
2: We're gonna make sure we have a puppet. I'm gonna have a puppet of you that I bring along. Okay. I'm like,
0: well, you guys. I mean, I'm basically both of your puppets. So you, you guys string me along every week. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like the hand motions. Bruce Porky. Speaking of our Cinematics Facebook group, our our I, I, our I guess our I guess contribution for this week comes from Joseph Bridges, our buddy Joseph Bridges, Cinematics Facebook group member he created a poll the question is what does find your film really need have you seen this poll eric Holmes? i didn't you no. didn't are no. you do you do you read any of do you keep in touch with i do read oh, you What's don't read, read? <laughs> <laughs> okay bruce what did you think of uh, joseph bridges poll about what does find your film really need did you find it funny astute insightful maybe a little bit of all, all of them uh,
2: it was very astute. A slightly hurtful, but very astute. <laughs> slightly
0: hurtful. Okay, let's go with the poll conducted by our cine, by our fellow cinephile. And I, I, I'm i going to say this right now. I think Joseph Bridges might be the king and queen of our Cinematics Facebook group as far as pure cinema goodness. Because every single day he drops a an, a movie recommendation. It's hard for me to beat that. So I don't know, Bruce and, and Eric, if he's a Mount Rushmore as far as a group members go. What do you think, Eric? Bruce? Is he a Mount Rushmore? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yes. Bruce? Now Under I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Eric now to make the Mount Rushmore of Cinematics <laughs> members. Yes, Mount Rushmore. Don't
0: forget Steven Spielberg as well as far as directors go. Now, okay. So this is what, what we need as a podcast broken down. Okay. You want to go, Eric, do you want to go from lowest first or highest first as far as percentage? Let's not bury the lead. Let's start at the top. Work our way down. Okay. The top is. Rip the band off. Eric, since you didn't see the poll, this is really great. I'm glad you didn't see it because it'll surprise you. 34% of the respondents said they need more reviews from Eric Holmes while he's on mushrooms. That's 34%. I don't think we've had one yet, but I I (laughs) can oblige that for sure. You can oblige that for sure. Actually, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea? okay, Okay, uh,
1: Okay, here's what I'll do. Okay. I get some mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So we might need some. I, I might need some. Uh, I, I got a couple ideas of movies I could review on mushrooms, but maybe throw some ideas on the on the okay. Cinemax Facebook page. Woo. But maybe
0: this is the mushrooms okay, we I'll cook just, with, right? This is I mean, the yeah. This is mushrooms we cook with on the pan, right? Saucepan, Bruce mushrooms. Yeah, shiitake okay yeah. good yeah okay. i don't know what you're talking about okay i'm just making sure
1: but i'll uh i'll, I'll eat a couple shiitake caps and then just watch something and then just <laughs> and then just uh right right away once i'm done just uh record it and see what i'm just gonna send it to you and not even listen to it and I, my I,
2: ears. I hope it's not too insane i have but an idea yeah. to add to that so yes. this would be what I would add to it, just for fun, to to gamify it slightly, is that while you're doing it, when um, the shiitakes kick in, which means they start tasting really good, they um, get real savory. Yeah, real that savory. I need you to write down a number so you know what it was, and then the people can just listen to. It. Don't say anything. The people listen to it; they get to all guess when they thought they kicked in.
0: <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. That's very 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 no. good. Now, okay, so that's 34% for Eric, you know, mushrooms for his, like, down-the-road reviews. Also, sarcastically, Joseph Bridges said, more ads for middle-class film class. That's 19% of people want more ads on our show from That's
1: also a great idea.
0: Great <laughs> idea, too. And we, then- need to get, we need to get an
1: ad for uh, Andrew Watches Movies. Yes. And, uh ad for uh, Let's Crash This Parade.
0: Yeah, all those ads. Uh, all those ads. Let
1: that ad for uh, the Force 5 podcast. It's- Dude, if you're listening, if you're you you listening to this right now, if you're
0: listening to this, just send us an ad. You know, we will pay, we will play it. You know how bad our podcast is, guys. I guess the answer is how bad is our podcast? Do you guys know? Do you know how bad? I find your Not feelings? bad at all. So far, no, the no, only no. Complaints is more more ads. Our, pa- our podcast is so rest. bad. I'm going to, uh, that I actually pay Peter Beta to have his ads on our podcast. That's how bad it is. He doesn't, he, Pete doesn't want anything to do with, with Find Your Film. I, I pay him so we could have the grace of those beats. Eric, so, did that, did that dim you a little bit? Did you? So, you to cry. Listening, like I cried before. Yes, sir.
1: If you're listening to this, um, <laughs> send us your ad for your podcast and we will pay you five doll hairs to <laughs>
0: <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Also coming in, or Grego paying crypto. One of the two. Oh, uh, okay. I, oh, I'm gonna pay you in crypto. Which, by the way, considering my portfolio, it's worth about half a penny right now. So, also coming in at 19% is merch that says, "Quote: I listened to Find Your Film, and all I got was a shower curtain." That's another one. <laughs> that's a good, that's that, a good that actually rolled around in my head once. <laughs> <laughs> very good eric holmes that is a shower curtain joke and uh, this is one of these shopping cart shower curtains we all love it and you know what comes in last is unfortunately you're right eric and bruce i definitely come in last when it comes to the polls here a box within a box within a box that's a very interesting uh poll question that's 14 but then coming in la- coming in at last at 14 percent Fourteen percent is more name dropping from Greg, so I, I guess I've got to cut down yes. on the name drop. Yes, thank you, Eric. No, it Erica. says more. It says more, but only fourteen percent of the people about the respondents wanted. You that. know what so we need, though. I should shut the f up when it comes to name dropping. Yes or no? You should not here, shut
1: the f up when it comes to name dropping. You should do it more. But I think I think where the problem lies <laughs> yes, is that when you drop the name, you need like a crashing sound bite. Oh god, yeah, crash! Like and that. so every time you drop a name, it's like <laughs> or maybe a cat like screeching in the background, like that thing. Yes, yeah, like, I think we just support. need to
2: have uh, Pete saying, uh, "Yo, Greg, drop that name," so we have <laughs> have happen.
0: Yo, yeah, that's a good. Again, after this episode, we're gonna we're gonna be recording a special Hotch with Peter Beta from Middle Class Film Class, Bruce Perky. What are we going to be recording with Pete? What is he is gonna talk talk to be talking to us about?
2: Shrek retold. Hey,
1: Oh my God! Speaking of shrooms, (laughs) yes,
0: yes, and and thank you. Look, I'm going to tell you, listeners, Bruce Berkey and Eric Holmes. I'm going to butter them up right now because they did yeoman's work this week. They saw this movie called Shrek Retold, and I had this on my iPad, and I tried for several minutes to actually watch this movie. I just, you know, eventually I'm going to watch this, but it's, it's just, I was just too stressed out. You, you really need to relax into this. I'm sure it's going to be brilliant, and I'm going to be probably very silent, thankfully so, for the hodgepod. Also, I'm going to be very silent as well, because that's why I'm talking at the front, and you're, you're going to listen to the real good stuff with Eric and Bruce. They have two shutter films to cover. This is Guar, and in a movie called, how do I pronounce it, Bruce? How do you get to pronounce his name? Moloch. Uh, Moloch. 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 Moloch? you going to say, you're going to go for Moloch. So Moloch. this no, is Moloch. 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 This, the documentary, This Is Guar, speaking of which Eric Holmes on our video, he has a, I, I believe that, uh, This Is Guar movie poster at the, yeah. blazing on the back. Yes. This is Guar. And again, Eric Holmes, Eric, aka Eric Cops, you are, how long have you been, oh, and the Guar shirt. How long have you been a fan of Guar and why are they a band that's, that means something to you?
1: Oh, they, they've, I've been a fan for a long time, pretty much, pretty since I was a teenager and first heard of them. Uh, and I'd been to a bunch of their shows, met them a couple of times after their shows because they, you know, once they get done loading up, uh, they just kind of they really get about hanging out, and they're all cool people. And so it was kind of uh, like I, you know, I obviously don't know them, but I, you know, other than meeting them after shows, but uh, it was, it was. Fun watching the watching the documentary, and I can't wait to get into that. But yeah, the Guar their live show is probably one of the best ones. It's Actually, funny. I might, I, I'm trying to think of like what show is better than Guar, and I'm sure there's one I'm forgetting. Like that's not coming straight to mind, but Guar's definitely like top three for sure.
0: Okay, and Bruce, for you, Guar. I mean, you have a very interesting music taste as well. You're, you were steeped in the scene in the '80s, and you, you're very passionate about music in general how do were you always a fan of guar too did you or do you appreciate aspects of what they
2: do uh, guar was a little more periphery for me but definitely i i like them quite a bit and i definitely loved the the theatrical insane aspect of it and the aspect of how they were always pushing in a, in a very cheeky way, pushing the boundaries, you know, with people, especially when people interviewed him and stuff. Like I always think of like Guar and Nardwar or whoever like interviewing them and how those were always very fun to watch.
0: So, okay. very cool. I'm very excited to hear what Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes have to say about This Is Guar, which is, I believe, releasing on Shudder this week. So this will be a very timely interview. Speaking, of our other two timely interviews is a movie called Anything's Possible, which, wow, lo and behold, I actually did watch a movie this week. It comes out on Prime Video on Friday, July twenty second, Eric and Bruce also Salas. We're going to be reviewing this. It's a is it a feel good teen movie? Is it is there something more to 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 that? Is it more than that, or is it just a very paper thin? Well, we'll get to that in a in a bit. Last but not least, look. He, oh oh, we also have a movie called Gone in the Night, which I you know Eric and I we 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 kind of like this movie. It's Winona Ryder. I dug it. Eli Horowitz from Homecoming, and he directed. This is his. Featured directing debut also starts Dermot Moroney from The Vanishing. Love him as well. And Brianne Chu, she's an up-and-coming actress. Owen I believe Teague from It really enjoyed this. We have different reactions. We can't wait till Eric and I talk to Bruce about his reactions regarding God in the Night. All fairness aside, Chat, we're gonna take away the curtains. A lot of people do not like Gone in the Night. Some people do. I'm one of the people that that does. Eric, I actually he I actually got to experience his emotions regarding God in the Night, and he had some very strong emotions about this movie. Some were really, really good, but now it's been less, a little bit, like maybe five or six days since we've discussed God in the Night, so I'll... I'm really interested to, interested to see what Eric has to say about this really interesting thriller. Th- did it stick with him or did he go the other way? Did he go a separate way regarding no, God the no, Night? No, we'll have to listen to find out. Yes, we'll have to listen to find out. Very, very good. Eric Holmes, and last but not least, we have, per Bruce Perky's request, I was telling Bruce, look, let's do a, a segment on Russian cinema this week because we need to exp- broaden our palate. And he throws... At the um, – I do have selective memory though, but at the end of the week, he throws The Gray Man on, on me and Eric Holmes. He said, guys, watch this on Netflix. You know, there's movies like Sam Peck and Paws, The Wild Bunch, but The Gray Man kind of beats it. And Bruce, why did you make me and Eric watch The Gray Man, with the, directed by the Russos?
2: Well, why? Uh, well, once again, I was confused. I thought it was a Russian movie. And also, I <laughs> I remember that movie, Gray Lady Down, about a submarine I remember or something.
0: remember that. Told so the maybe or
2: something like that. Yeah, yeah so I saw a submarine, so I figured, oh, this has got to be like a remake with a Russian submarine or something. And then I saw, well, you can see it behind me if you have the video. I mean, I, I saw Ryan Gosling's beautiful goatee and lips, and I had to I had to go further into that world. In all fairness, I was
0: the one out of the three who was really excited for the gray man on Netflix, and we will be briefly talking about whether this movie, which comes out on Netflix on Friday, July 22nd, is currently out in theaters right now, in select theaters. Is it worth your time? So we're going to get to that. Eric, it seems like you have something in your head, in your mind. Did you want to say something about The Great Man before we get to reviews? Uh, no. No? Uh, no. I we watched that this week. Okay. You know, he said he forgot. Eric said he forgot he watched it because it blew him so much away that it erased the brain cells, his brain cells. He was That's just speechless. That's by the, the reason. But that's the reason. <laughs> no sense of irony, right there. Let's get to some Bruce and Eric. The Bruce and Eric hour regarding Shutter. Bruce, you start off with whatever film from Shutter you want to cover
2: first. I'd say we start out with This Is guar Let's go out of the gate with some uh, body fluids flying at the audience. Come on, let's do this.
0: Okay,
1: so everyone, everyone, move to the front of the stage. We're about to spray you with our reviews. Okay, so,
0: so this is Guar. Is it uh, just description? Is it just basically a talking head documentary or is a lot of it performance footage regarding the doc? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly, mostly t- <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were talking to me or Bruce. We yeah. were stuck in the headlights. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, think you guys are not going to let me
0: talk the entire two hours, are you? I'm just, That's, I'm like a freight train. A, this is Guar. Hey, I'm what? on troops. I don't know what's
1: going on right now. <laughs>
0: Okay, this is Guar on Shutter. Let me say a couple of things about this is Guar On Shudder. It comes out by the way, have you ever seen The Last Drive In with Joe Bob Briggs? Is that any good? Speaking of which? Have you guys seen that at all?
2: The Joe Bob Briggs? Yeah. On I mean, it's just just him being a you know, a horror movie host like he always is. But I mean he's always has like tons of interesting trivia and stuff. So yeah, if you like those kind of movies and his style, you'll enjoy it. Sure. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna shut up. This
0: is Guar, premieres Thursday, July twenty-first. Quote. This is guard's is a powerful story of the iconic heavy metal art collective as told by the humans who have fought to keep it alive over for over 30 years. Have you, Eric Holmes, have you ever been sprayed by any of their bodily fluids or their fluids that come out of their costumes in a, any of those concerts? Have you been sprayed by the the guard juice or whatever that is?
1: Yeah. And huh? uh, my sister got thrown in the meat grinder in one of the
0: shows. So that was awesome. Did she have a good time being thrown in the meat grinder? Or, or, was she traumatized uh-huh. or, or did she love it? No, I think I think she was into it. She was into it. Okay, yeah, so
1: she, it, it's ever since she was a little baby, she's like,
0: "I want to be thrown
1: in a meat grinder." <laughs> and, at one point in my life, and that's my dream. And then it happened, and then
0: and know, then it it's lived been up downhill it. ever since. Been downhill ever since. Okay, meat grinder from this is quite I, I obviously might be not no sarcasm. Might be something I've missed all my life. The documentary includes interviews with the band of me- with the band members, both past and present, and other artists, including Weird Al. Thomas Lennon, Alex Winter, wow, some great artists here. Bam Margera, and underrated actor Ethan Embry. Again, this is a Shutter original. Thursday, J- July twenty first. This is Guar, Bruce Perky. You appreciate the band, what they do. Did you appreciate the documentary?
2: I did. Uh, this isn't going to be. Uh, once again, we talk about documentaries that are really groundbreaking. This is pretty straightforward as far as the format for it, in that it's kind of chronological kind of talks about it from the very beginning stages. But uh, if you do know about Guar and like Guar, you're going to definitely enjoy a lot of this because it'll either be stuff, you know, but not in as much depth as they show here, or it'll be stuff that you're learning for the first time. If you don't know Guar, it might, give you a lot deeper appreciation of what the heck they were doing and what they were all about. I especially, I especially enjoy the stuff where you're seeing the very, very early stages and you kind of see how they kind of sprung out of the kind of the disheartenment of being in the art school community and thinking it's going to be this place where you can really explore your You know, your passions. And if you're not a certain kind of artist, you're kind of immediately on the outs. And they were much more of the, you know, comic book, punk rock, experimental kind of in your face social commentary, but also like tons of humor and grossness. And watching how that all kind of converts to this really ragtag group that ends up becoming the beginning stages of Guar. That part is really, really fun. There's this place they call the dairy, which is this old dairy factory, which kind of becomes like the, uh, like if you have, what is it? The factory, which is where, you know, Warhol did all his stuff in the sixties, which is all glitzy and pop art. Well, this is like the very, very like (laughs) scums of the universe version of that, you know, but uh, it's a ton of fun to watch that and to see the level of artistic creativity they put behind these crazy shows when they don't have to do that. But by doing that, they create something really interesting and unique. And uh, uh, I think it's a ton of fun and there's a whole, revolving door of band members aspect of this which is almost spinal tap-esque where you know every so often you'll pop up the uh, timeline or they'll they'll pop up the uh the members of Gwar, and then you know one will disappear and another one will be replaced or one will die <laughs> and they'll just blacken them out and then they'll have to find something else to become that spot so um i think it's a, a lot of fun for for most people i think we'll get a lot out of this unless okay. you're just very squeamish
0: Okay, so if you're a documentary fan and if you want to really listen to an interesting life, you don't have to really enjoy the music. You can enjoy their story, right?
2: Yeah, and I, I think of it like we watched that other documentary recently, and I can't even remember the name of the band that we saw. Where both of us were thought it was okay, but we weren't that interested in the music, and the band was only kind of interesting, right? I it's, liked it more than you and Eric a little bit, but yeah, both. But, of but you this is hard fun. not to be interesting because there's so much going on that it's uh, it's got a lot. Yeah. Okay. This is what well, sounds like a really good recommendation from
0: Bruce Burkey. I am I don't even know if we, we should even throw it to Eric Collins because I know you're going to slather this with praise. Did, did this live up to expectation? because maybe you had huge expectations since you're a lifelong fan of the group. So, I'm like I'm
1: very very I'm, I'm a fan of their music. I don't know a lot about their personal lives cuz they have their stage personas and they they tend to not uh break the fourth wall very much or is that the right way to put yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they don't. They're, they're always in character. We'll, and do you we'll like say. that?
0: By the way, the fact that they stayed in character as a yeah. fan.
1: Okay. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I think I think there's a place for it, and it certainly works for the band. Um, You know, anytime they interview them, they never. A lot of times they don't interview the actual people. They interview like they. They don't interview David Brocky. They interview Odorous arongus You know that that sort of thing. So this was kind of a lot of this was new to me, even though I'm a fan um, just because I didn't know a lot about their personal lives. And one thing that um, I thought was really kind of neat was uh, um, seeing what went on in their lives before certain albums came out. Cause I I remember as the albums are coming out, I'm listening to them. um, Like uh, one thing in particular, uh, like, uh, You know, Scum Dogs, the, you know, uh, uh, Carnival of Chaos came out. I remember that was a really weird album. And I was huge into Mr. Bungle at the time. So I was like, oh, this is fucking perfect. And then We Kill Everything is coming out. And I'm waiting for that. And it comes out. And I'm like, eh, doesn't, it, you know, it, it didn't, that album, I think that might be the only album, gore album I don't like. It's not bad, but it's not, it it, it felt like they took a step back almost. And then I'm watching all the turmoil that's going on with the band during that time leading up to that album. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I get it now. Or like you'll see, um, I'll remember going to certain shows and they'll have certain uh, stage things on the stage. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm not thinking much about it. And I'll watch the, the documentary. I'm like, oh, okay, that's okay. That's where that came. Uh, i remember uh slim Mr. hyman not being at shows anymore i'm like what happened to her oh okay there you know so th- this was a lot of uh i said oh okay <laughs> quite a bit watching this <laughs> that's so, so cool uh, that is so this, cool for you yeah because this uh documentary just started connecting a lot of dots um wow and, and then it uh it also had a uh, uh some behind the scenes like the thing that happened with Flatus the I, I don't want to say what the scene is because that's a, that's a pretty harrowing part of the documentary and i i had no clue um but that was that was really good and everyone's reactions to it and, the, and how everyone uh the well the, these two guys right here odorous and techno De- destructo they're kind of uh they're kind of uh rivalry i guess you would say um falling out probably be more accurate uh and then his reaction after uh David Brocky died, not spoilers that you should know that by now. But um yeah, this this had a bunch of really cool stuff in it, but I'm a fan, so I I lapped this up. I have no idea what a non Guar fan would think of this. Um I know on like Film Vault, like uh Brian likes to do the music docs because he's into whatever band that he's watching the music doc of. Um I like Oasis, okay, but I'm not like like if I saw an Oasis documentary, I'd probably be like, okay, whatever, you know. Um, if I saw a Faith No More documentary, I'd be like, and then what happens?
0: Well, no, no. In, in- <laughs> but
1: but th- this is definitely my speed, so I don't
0: know what a non fan would think of this. Well, okay, okay. What? How about this? Do you think there w- there will be Guar fans after new Guar fans after watching this documentary? Could it be a a barrier to entry in a good way? That they can say, okay, well, I appreciate these guys, um, these people, this collective. I think I'm going to get into the music. Do you think that could ever happen? Possibly. Because, I mean, they they certainly have disagreement. I don't think there's
1: any real dickheads in this band, Mm-mm. which is kind of odd. Because, well, I guess, I guess there's one that could be considered that. Uh, or maybe someone else, depending on whose side you take. But, I mean, for the most part, like, any... Uh, any uh, any problems they have with each other is just like personal, not them being straight up assholes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's because so I don't know if it's a barrier to entry. I'm like, I'm too much of a fan to give any sort of objective kind of take on
0: this. <laughs> that is fair enough. You know, and honestly, what, how many objective takes can, as we, as reviewers give, where I think biases is always part of the equation that said, Eric Holmes, what is your rating for? This is Guar? Uh, for me, this is 6.9. 6.9. 6.9-star that's, uh, that's <laughs> 6. banger. 6.9-star <laughs> banger, which is, folks, if you don't know this already, 6.9-star banger is better than five stars for Eric Holmes. So that, that's your judgment on that. Awesome, Eric Holmes. Good on you for that. Bruce Perky, your rating?
2: Uh, I'll probably go four-star. I think it's a really solid documentary, and I think it will – be interesting to people that do and don't know Guar, because Guar is interesting no matter what. So I don't think that's a barrier for entry for people.
0: Okay, this is Guar premieres Thursday, July twenty first, on Shutter. We are still we are staying with Shutter with I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm just gonna say Moloch or Moloch, 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 Moloch. Yeah, Moloch. Yes, it centers on a. <laughs> 30th- what did you say, earlier? Moloch? <laughs> Moloch. Moloch. <laughs> Moloch. Oh, I was just going to say Moloch. In, in Moloch, a 38-year-old Beatrix lives at the edge of a peat bog, which I don't even know what a peat bog is, uh, in the north of, of the Netherlands. Uh, she... Yo,
2: Pete, what's that peat bog?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. When she... Very funny, Bruce. When she and her family are attacked by a random stranger one night, Beatrix sets out to find an explanation. The problem is, the more she digs, the more she becomes convinced... That she is being hunted by something ancient. It's directed by Nico van der Brink from a movie that I can't pronounce called Hetchuk. It is a it is a Shutter original, just like this is Guar. By the way, this plot synopsis sounds really awesome to me, and it feels like something I wish I was able to watch. I may watch it and do a rewind next week regarding Moloch or Moloch, Moloch. Yes, let's start with you, Bruce. Does this does this live live up to its plot? I I'm,
2: I think it does. I think this is... So this to me is an example of... And this is definitely leaning more towards horror fans because I think this isn't necessarily going to be super satisfying for a non-horror fan. But that being said, it's not an extreme horror. So if you're a casual horror fan, I think you'd go to this too. This is a very... I call this like a, a solid, satisfying horror movie to me. Uh, you know, it sets up its premise. Oh, and this is, <laughs> I thought of Eric when I watched this, because right off the bat, you have a sequence happening and then a jump forward in time. But I personally think the payoff to that flashback is very strong in this movie. I do. I, I mean, we'll see what he says. Um, this is a movie that I think it, it sets the groundwork. It sets up some very strong lore and folklore, because there's a folk horror aspect to this. Uh, it sets up a very s- specific situation. You have this family, uh, you know, mother and daughter and granddaughter kind of living in this house. Um, and you have these people, this kind of the scientific crew coming out to the peat bogs. And if you've ever seen them, they have those, like i forget heard they call them, but there's different um, people they found buried in peat bogs and preserved in peat bogs. Uh, they kind of look like they're covered in black tar, but they might be hundreds of years old. So they're kind of digging nearby and, and finding those kind of bodies. Uh, and there's elements of this folklore is slowly unraveled. And also the family history is unraveled with the main character. And I think it all comes together in a very, very satisfying way. It's not a super, super duper scary movie, but I think it's a very moody and creepy movie. And I think to me, the payoff at the ending is is really creepy. And uh, almost I almost want to say sad too, but I mean, that's not quite right but uh i think this is a really good movie very solid i was actually kind of surprised by how much i ended up liking it by the end i'm questioning why you're saying
0: that a lot of people who aren't horror fans uh, or maybe non-horror fans might not gravitate to this movie like you did
2: i don't know I, I feel like this is definitely like this is almost like a meat and potatoes horror horror movie like it's it's it it knows what it is it does it and it does it really well it doesn't try to straddle the line if you know what i mean like there'll be some movies that might appeal to more the art house crowd that aren't usually into horror like a hereditary or something because they have these very dramatic aspects to it and art house aspects but i feel this is more of like this is a horror movie and it knows it's a horror movie you know what i mean
0: very very
2: yeah yeah i I might like it i'm excited to to i think you might like this too it's 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 very solid i keep saying solid but i think that's a great way to describe it. it it's It's like, Eric says all the time, it knows what its lane is and it stays in it. I think this is one of those kind of movies.
0: I'm interested to watch this because you said the ending that you sort of alluded to enjoying just appreciating the ending, but it's a little bit sad, but it's really not. So I'm like, what is you, what are you talking about? I like that ambiguity to what you just said. Haunting. I'll say it's haunting, haunting, but in an interesting way. Okay. Interesting way. Excellent stuff from Bruce. Eric, do you second that, that review regarding this film?
1: Yeah, um, the only thing I would uh, disagree with is that the uh, ending was fantastic. <laughs> the ending just well, floored. The ending I didn't floored.
2: want to oversell it, but there's a final a couple oh, I'm, final I'm images. I'm overselling the hell out of it.
1: I, <laughs> I agree. With like you. The, the rest of the movie was like, as you say, it was like really solid horror movie. Uh, it was pretty good. They, you know, the uh, yeah, they don't they don't take too big of a bite of anything. It it almost has kind of like a, a Seder kind of vibe to it through a lot of it um because <laughs> oh, it's very, it's good memory wow all right but it's uh uh yeah, i'm not that familiar with the moloch but you know i, I like the i like when they take like stuff like with the
2: antlers with the what they did yes you know they take the the uh the folklore the folktale or the a legendary yeah. legendary um character or yeah they take
1: that. whatever crypted and then just make a really cool uh really cool movie out of it and that's what they did with this I think got to the ending, and the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up. I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh
2: god! Oh, (laughs) I gotta watch that again." (laughs) So, do you agree with me then? The, um, the, the way they circle back and answer the questions that were kind of left hanging at the very beginning is very satisfying. Would you agree on that? Yeah,
1: and more important, I I like what the ending kind of represented. Yes. Um, Okay, I'm uh, really okay. We we won't talk about it, but uh, the. The in, needless to say, i loved, loved, loved the ending of this. And I probably, because like, I think the rest of the movie was kind of like, oh, well, it's probably a three, three and a half star. And then that ending just bumped it like way the hell up.
2: Can I bring up one other thing, too, that I really appreciate in this movie? I wonder, what you, I want to get your take on it, too. So these kind of movies, especially when they had to deal with folklore or a, a a a legendary figure or character or something, you have to some point explain it. You have to have... Like in uh, Antlers, right? The Native American character comes in and tells the the legend of it. Or you've got them finding a book that tells them all about it. But in this one, they did the thing with the kids' play. Yeah. Which I thought was – and they did that and they paralleled it with a parade that was going on. And I thought that was done really, really well. Yeah.
1: I got nothing to add. Okay, okay, I your to your agree agree with
0: that. <laughs> Oh, wow. Eric is speechless. It's, I think. I, 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 the, the weird thing is
1: because Bruce is describing this, I'm just replaying the movie in my head going, huh?
0: Yeah, it's I good. think
2: it's called Moloch or Moloch. How do you, think, how do you say I Bruce? Moloch. Moloch? How do I say it? Does it? How do I say it? doesn't really matter if it's not right. Can yeah, we say Moloch? I say Moloch, but Moloch?
0: Okay, let's say Moloch. Okay. However, you pronounce his name, Bruce and Eric both really dig this movie. I, I think they're going to give it really high marks. Let's start with you, Bruce, regarding Moloch. Moloch, sorry.
2: Um, I was torn, uh, but I think I'm I'm probably at four and a half. I, I really think it was a pretty solid movie. I, it could go down to four with little time, but I think I think four and a half is fair for this. I think it's good. What about you, Eric
1: Holmes? I'm good with a four and a half. That, because like, like I said, this is probably going to be a three and a half, but that, that ending just floored me. And then now I'm just remembering that part that Bruce was saying about the, the, the play and the, yeah. That was good. This is a good movie. You should check it out.
2: All right. This director, we didn't mention the director as Nico Van Van Vandenbrink. which I believe this director has two or three other projects in the works based on some shorts that that person did. And those shorts were really cool. So I think you might be watching out for this name.
0: Okay. Very interesting. Very cool. I'm definitely going to watch this movie when I have time and I'm going to do a rewind on it. Again, exclusively on Shudder. My gosh, Shudder, Bruce Perky, for the last two years, I've been I've been ignoring – no, Eric has not been ignoring Bruce. I've been ignoring Bruce for the last two years regarding his love of Shudder because he seems to actually cover Shudder, at least at the very least, once every two weeks. But Bruce, isn't it kind of cool? One day, July 21st, this is Guar and
2: Malik. Yeah. Well, that doesn't even include all the other stuff they dropped. It's just older stuff. Like today, yeah. I think I looked on there and they had dropped a bunch of movies, including uh, Santa Sangre. Mm, by uh seen that. yeah Ravosky. they dropped blue sunshine if you know that movie by jeff lieberman that's a really crazy trippy movie i won't even describe it but blue sunshine is really cool too they they have lots of interesting stuff on there hey there classmates tune into middle class film class every monday and wednesday for weekly movie news streaming picks and one deep dive review the batman trailer there was a teaser there was a trailer trailer one trailer two final trailer i don't know if it's the same one. How many trailers do we need? Exactly. Leave an email or a voicemail to join in the discussion. Bullshit artist. Oh. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Alright. Awesome.
0: You're going full danzig.
2: Ooh, right, I am. My my trans have say no it's power, power over me. me.
0: <laughs> you know what they don't have? Guys, on it? Uh Greg. Have... <laughs> yeah, they don't have me. That's why they're a great streaming service. They don't have the gray man. The Gray Man is a movie that exclusively to Netflix as Eric Holmes smiles. Let's give this movie to do, though, okay? It's directed by the Russo brothers. They've done their share of... Mar- oh, and then... And the, okay, Bruce, you're pointing to Ryan Gosling's beautiful beard from The Gray Man. I, we don't have to really get into plotline, except that he is The Gray Man, former prison convict. Released from prison from, I guess, his handler, played by Billy Bob Thornton. And that's, it's, it starts off with kind of a flashback, which Eric Holmes does not like usually. But cut, yeah, that's like, I think around 2003, they're in a jail cell. And cut like 20, 20 years later, now, Gosling is the gray man. He's a part of some former prison convicts who are trained and trained over the years to become hired hands, hired assassins, or just mercenaries. And they're actually led by this shadow figure played by Billy Bob Thornton and blah, 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 blah. And what happens is the gray man played by Ryan Gosling realizes that, well, his time is up. There are people in the government who are gunning for him. And the only person who may or may not be on his side is Billy Bob Thornton's character. And what you get for the rest of the movie is an international action thriller co-starring Ana de Armas. And I believe Bruce, you were saying it's a $200 million budget movie. You can see it on the screen. This is Bruce and Eric were were joking about this is uh, the gray notice. I enjoyed red notice. Maybe I'm one of the only people who really dug the movie with the movie with the rock and who else was in that? Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I I had a good time with that. I was expecting more of a brain dead fun time with the gray man. I enjoyed a lot of this, the, the action stuff. My only thing with this. The ending, you guys were talking about the ending of uh, Moloch, Moloch. how much you loved it. The It just ended. The ending was so uninspiring. And the last five, sometimes an ending can really ruin what came before. And for me, it was just too short and uninspired. The last five to ten minutes of this movie just made me a, d- a bit disappointed. Overall, I would give this... I was ready to give this a a solid three and a half star kind of thing just for the action and everything. But the fact that they bleeped the bed the last five to ten minutes, for me, I'm giving this movie a mild recommend at three stars. And then obviously I'm going to let Eric and Bruce have at it regarding this. But I'm a little bit disappointed because I was ready to go to bat for this movie because um, I love the Russo brothers. I love what they did with a lot of this movie. But I just, that ending just left a bad taste in my mouth. Very slapdash and... Yeah, mild recommend, meaning three stars. I kind of recommend it. I'm not going to go back and watch this movie. Okay. Eric, The Gray Man. So there's this movie or a uh, book called <laughs> Orphan Surfacing
1: by Nathan Day that you can <laughs> find. No, okay. No. Okay. no. I'm not okay, like I, I, I don't want Nathan Day's book to be associated with bad movies because then it makes it think the book is bad, which is not. But, um, or um, not Orphan Surfacing. The Gray Man is, it's like a decent Marvel movie, I guess. Um, this is uh, I, I like Ryan Gosling, so it was good seeing him in it, but this was uh it was a it was an action movie that's um look if if you're gonna go watch uh, uh, Captain America's Civil War, I don't know why you wouldn't like this because they're they're kind of on the same level to me. This is just a superhero movie without superheroes in it. Um it's got some uh they certainly like their drone shots and then Bruce Mayo fast <laughs> drone shots yeah uh the the yeah they kept doing the, the kind of the bridges between scenes they do like a fast drone shot with like the uh, sh- the showing where like we're in Berlin now or wherever um
2: don't forget the giant name Berlin going across the screen just yeah. to make sure you knew
1: <laughs> yeah um
2: uh <laughs> He's speechless again. Speechless. I, I,
1: I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. maybe one of these days after um, after I'm done ordering another copy of Orphan Surfacing by Nathan Day, uh, uh, award-winning uh, author on Amazon, I'm sure. Um, but and
0: a member of our Cinematics Facebook group too, our buddy yeah, Nathan Day. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I would say read read that instead of watch this. Um, okay. The, the weird thing is, this movie's not bad. Like, I can't even really rip on it too hard. Because this is like that, this is like that perfect, boring middle of the road movie. Like, it, it, it's a silly action movie, it's fine. I don't hate it enough to want to shit on it, but there's not a lot to talk about, really. Um, I, I would say if you like the Marvel movies, check it out, it's kind of on par with that. Brian Gosling pretty much saved this for me because I'm a fan of his, and he's like the only thing I liked in this, um, even though like his character, you know, was. nothing (laughs) yeah i mean again if also if you want to watch a ryan Gosling movie he's been in fantastic movies like there's much better ones to watch than this um this is kind of uh this isn't like a one-star movie it's not this is like a perfect like two and a half star movie but like the most boring kind of that i I have really nothing more to say about this because i can't think of anything to say about it
0: yeah okay two and a half stars for you eric holmes what about you, Bruce?
2: Well, um, a few things. One thing I would say is, like, how much do you think one shot cost? Right. Way less right. than it's gotta, Yeah. It's maybe maybe 10 million if we're lucky. By
0: several million. Yeah. Probably yeah. Knowing, yeah. So
2: you could make at least 21 shots for one of these movies. That's the first thing. So it doesn't take this money to make a good action movie. You can make a good action movie without this money. Uh, and I think that part of the things that makes this boring is that it does those things that we don't like, or at least... I don't like, and I don't think Eric does either in action movies where you don't trust the action you're showing. So you do lots of quick takes and lots of swoops and lots of, and you make it kind of messy and it actually doesn't portray the action you're trying to show. Even the fight scenes are somewhat like that too. They they don't really let the fight just happen a lot of times. For example, early on, there's a fight scene, but there's fireworks literally exploding around them as they're fighting. Just let them fight. But no, you got to make it flashy. That makes it exciting, right? No, it makes it really messy and not very exciting. Um, Several other things that really bug me in this. uh, There's a few things. One is, towards the end, we have a final uh, battle between the bad guy and the good guy in a hedge maze. Yeah. Remember how we talked about you can't use certain songs because they've been used? the hedge mm-hmm. maze has been used. You can't use the hedge maze anymore. I I are movie... doing a,
1: another shining adaptation Then go yeah. for
2: it. <laughs> I never so not only does the movie do the trope of the oh, I took the pin out of the 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 grenade, uh,
1: uh. I kind of like that part. <laughs> they
2: did it more than once in the movie. More yeah. than once in the same movie. I that was like that was so surprising. Um other things that, like this, here's a perfect example. This movie, I think part of the problem with this movie is it's trying to be grounded but it's not grounded at all. So it tries to do things to kind of hedge its bets. Like for example, there's a scene where um, our hero, what is his name? Sierra six. Is it terrible? Yeah. Sierra. (laughs) Sierra
1: seven was taken.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Sierra six is handcuffed to a bench and a a literal army of people are all trying to kill him. And um, we have Chris Evans character, which is (sighs) hammy and over the top people loving it i don't think it was very good but his character says like just kill him he's handcuffed to a bench how why can't you kill him and it's like just you saying that is supposed to make us as an audience go like oh ho, see they know it so they know it's outlandish so that makes it okay no it's still outlandish it's still stupid just because your character said it doesn't mean it's now okay it's dumb so anyway that's the problem with this movie it's it's kind of boring it's kind of dumb it's very bland. And the last thing you want an action movie to be is bland. And this movie is... Uh, you can pick the movies that are better than it, right? You can pick a Bond movie that's better than it. It wants to be a Bond movie. That Mary
0: Elizabeth Weinstead uh, film.
2: I forgot the name. That's Kate, on Netflix. I wrote it down. Kate, if you want a big budget action movie on Netflix, watch Kate or watch RRR. And, and you're going to have much more fun.
1: And Kate has band made in it, so... Double thumbs up,
2: and I mean, got, you know what
1: movie doesn't have
0: bandmate in it? This movie, exactly.
2: <laughs> and well, it's
0: buried in the algorithm,
2: probably. It's buried in the algorithm. Pop- and remember what I just said about the fights? Remember the fights in that movie? They had character, and they let you watch the fight, and the fights were actually super entertaining, and they felt high stakes. I, yeah, felt I, like I, I will push back a little bit
1: that, um, and, or maybe this isn't what you meant, but like the this doesn't have like the the quick cut shaky cam it's just like the 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 camera work was almost distracting yeah it, not, it's not just like also- not like they were shaking the shit out of the camera like they stayed on the shots but like they were like sweeping around in ways that like yes Ooh, this will look cinematic and it does but it doesn't it doesn't get into the fight it doesn't um yeah it, it doesn't uh it doesn't enhance the fight that's going on because you can tell that they're doing some cool moves and some cool fight choreography but the 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 camera itself is almost getting in the way. Like, look how, look how flashy we can be with this cool shot. And it's like,
2: mm. yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. You're, you're talking about, so that sometimes you have it where they can't really fight very well. So they do a lot of cuts to make it seem like they're fighting really yeah. well here. They're doing the fights really well, but they're not letting the camera let us watch it. They're just, like you said, they're distracting us by the way it's being shot. So I, I think it's badly shot good action. How's that? <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: Yeah, And the character development in this movie is very poor. I mean,
1: it's action movie character development. Not like really. You, <laughs>
0: go, let's go back to One Shot. I mean, uh, what? Ashley Green's in it for a while. You can't
1: oh, go back him. to One Shot, because One Shot's like a five-star movie that no one sees.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you're right. The, but, th- uh, this,
1: is like, this is like exactly what you expect with a
0: movie like this, I think. I, you know, honestly, I look i I'll push look, I'll push back on that because I love Sweet Girl and Red Notice, which um, probably no one else loves, but I love them more than this movie again, this is a mild recommend for me at three, but that said, <laughs> Eric, you give it I'm making sure you're giving this movie two and a half stars yeah yeah
1: it's it's not this is not a bad movie it's just not our good movie kind okay, of just okay, kind of right there in the middle, right there um, in the middle. I will forget
0: about this by next week, okay, or by next segment. Okay. Exactly. Now. What What Bru- are we talking about now? Are exactly. We, are we okay. Bruce, about the Gray Man yet? Bruce Perky. What What your rating of? Uh, we, I'm forgetting the Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, uh, <laughs> what is <laughs> your rating of the Gray Man? The
2: Gray Notice. I will give gray it. Notice. Uh, yes. Oh boy. Two stars. Two generous two stars. Yeah, I mean it's got good production values and good actors and okay action.
0: Tell us if we're long, we're wrong. Okay, three stars from me. Two and a half from Eric. Two stars from Bruce. Again. Friday, July twenty second on Netflix. Look, if you can spell K A T E, that spells Kate, it's on Netflix as well. What's another movie that they can watch on Netflix at action film right off the top of your head? Rittercombs. R R. R R R R R R. Don't Look uh oh wait, no. No, Eric. Eric. A lot of people <laughs> defended you on Don't Look Up and got an Oscar nominee. You won that fight. Sure. You won that fight. Don't worry about that. Okay, as okay, far right, as recommend- I damn right i did darn dang and darn and damn right you did okay so we we i'm looking at recommends on the google doc we already talked about come and see and director spotlight um oh you know what speaking of director spotlight before we get into a what's in the box segment oh what are we talking about we have two more movies (laughs) oh we have two more movies you're right (laughs) sorry folks my fault that's why Bruce is the boss here. He knows how to actually get things, get the trains running on time. Speaking of running on time, let me get to anything's possible. Friday, July 22nd. Thank you, Bruce Perky. Prime video centers on a trans youth. She, she's fine. She's happy. Everything's fine. Trans, trans youth. W- wants to, doesn't want love. She have great, great girlfriends, two, two great girlfriends, two best friends. Everything is Cool. Problem is, love enters the picture. There's a guy who really just fa- falls in love with her. Really, really loves her. And it's it centers on their relationship together, their possible relationship. Will they work or not? The lead actors in this is Eva Rain. She plays the trans youth Kelsa, a confident high school girl. And the other person is, I am mispronouncing the name and I, I apologize for this, Abu abu Bakr ali and he's very good as the fellow senior who falls head over heels for her for me this is a i'm not going to say typical uh, high school film because it really spotlights voices that need to be heard in cinema you know what works for me regarding this movie directed by billy porter is this coming-of-age story by the leads they're immensely watchable immensely likable The actual plot itself and the unfolding of the plot is something we've seen a million times before, but sometimes when you have two likable and talented leads pretty much anchoring your narrative, Anything's Possible ends up being a really solid piece of entertainment for me. So yeah, I ended up enjoying this movie, Bruce Perky, Anything's Possible, where you Did you succumb or were you charmed by the performances of the leads or was this more of a normal, uh, whatever, high school drama for you?
2: Uh, It really grew on me. I Definitely. So this is pretty obvious. uh, What? Almost (laughs) 60-year-old, regular old white dude. This is not aimed at me, which it's not supposed to be aimed at me. But um, so it's kind of like you got this very... Kind of sweet, starting out sweet, very like you said, generic, like a teen, like it'd be like kind of Disney Channel or something, or I don't know what channel show it, but like a teen romance, basically high school teen romance. That's kind of it. And what will we or won't we? We're about ready to go to to college, and are we going to be a couple? And what kind of drama we have, and all so on and so forth. And obviously, there's a whole trans element in there. Um, I, but I was really interested in the way that that was played out because. Our main character doesn't want that to be the issue. In fact, for the longest time, she's kind of angry when anyone makes it an issue. She has this whole thing with her mom where anytime her mom tries to bring it up, anything up that she thinks wouldn't have been just brought up as in a a non-trans daughter, then she calls out her mom on it and says, you can't do that. So part of the journey here is like how she has to kind of somewhat deal with the idea that like, she is going to have to deal with that as part of her life because that's part of her personality. That's part of her, her, her herself. That's her. Uh, And then I was actually, I was actually kind of surprised by the, the way their relationship kind of plays out. And, and it doesn't necessarily go exactly as you think it would. And, and like you said, they were super likable. I mean, I, I liked them a lot and I liked spending time with them and, and just being in this movie. It was, to me, it actually was a really easy watch So did it change the world for me? No, but there's a conversation towards the end that she has with her mom in a car that for me, I thought was really sweet and really emotional. But I can imagine for um, some kids, especially a kid that's dealing with trans, you know, being accepted, it might be a very, very important scene. So Mm -hmm. I I can see that also being uh, highly impactful for the audience. It's more intended towards, you know, someone more in that age group. So I I would say yeah I'd say it's it's a recommend.
0: Yeah, you know what this movie does really well, when things when things hit the fan and there are some stakes involved, there are some emotional battles. It gets really raw, and I I I had no idea that it would go there. Or maybe if it did go there, I thought there would be a light touch to the matter. But there are times in this movie where you go, oh wow, this is this is a real argument. There are stakes involved. There are people getting hurt. So there are parts of this movie that I really thought wow, surprised me in a good way. Overall, yeah, this is a solid recommend for me. Eric Holmes, your thoughts on anything's possible?
1: I didn't think I'd like uh see a movie I'd like better than the uh, This is Guar this week. But hey, anything's possible. Yeah. All right,
0: I'm done.
2: See you guys. Oh, okay, okay. That'll be a line quote on the poster, and it'll be <laughs> the only person ever saying that this week. I guarantee what, you that, uh,
0: w- Eric. What's the name of Nathan Day's book again? What's what's on what's on the shelf? <laughs> guys- uh, Orphan Surfacing. Okay, very good. Very good. Um, no,
2: very I, good. I love this movie.
1: Uh, this yeah. is easily the my favorite movie I saw this week. Wow. Um, okay. It it was like kind of you know it was it, it was definitely cheesy and uh, romantic comedy. You know, heavy romantic comedy. Um, just like the just like the uh, single all the way. Way. it's like yeah it's cheesy but i fucking love these characters especially in this the the chemistry between uh um, khalid and uh
0: yes kelsa kelsa kelsa
1: yeah kelsa and, um, and uh yeah their their chemistry together was just dynamite i love the mom character and then that scene you're talking about in the car i i, I cried a couple times mm. watching that, and then cried a couple times after that. <laughs> and I was like, "This, this, this is like just pure cheese and pure uh, melodrama, uh, like after after school special kind of melodrama." But it just fucking works, and yeah. I, I, I think this is another. Um, Another example of uh movie that stays in its lane, like knows what it is, but then in doing so, it can focus on what makes these kind of romantic comedies really work. You know, uh, they're not they're not afraid of the uh, genre. And in, in fact, they embrace it in ways that I, I think is really fun, incredibly charming. I love all the characters. Even the bad characters are like really Really well done characters. Um, the stuff they're talking about in it is important, without being so precious about the material. And yeah, just everything about this is fantastic. And who knew it would come from a silly romantic comedy? Good job.
0: Yeah, a silly romantic comedy that isn't such a silly romantic comedy because it it succeeds on all those levels that you were mentioning, Eric. I yeah, I'm, I I was thinking about that car sequence with the mother and daughter. Yeah, I almost I almost choked up on that one. Yeah, that was a very real, that was a very real moment. And also, okay, so playing the mother is Renee, I believe, Elise Goldsberry, if I'm not mistaken, regarding Anything's Possible, directed by Billy Porter. Your star rating on, on this, Eric Holmes? Mm. This one's tough because I want to give it five stars, but I know that a three-star banger
1: is probably more appropriate just because not, not a lot of people going to be into the uh, romantic comedy genre. Yeah, we'll we'll go five stars on this. Okay, I, I, I'm thinking three star banger is probably more appropriate, but the, <laughs> I, I, I just I really like this movie. I, I yes. want to give it the want to give it the full respect.
0: Yes, speaking of respect, three star banger is not a pejorative. Listeners, if you haven't listened to find your film before, when we when we mention three star banger, we mention a movie that is f- considered by a lot of people to be a three star film, but it it, it really stays in that lane and it well. Something that I haven't done. It's in like years. for
1: for a lot of people, it's be like, why do you like this? But for me, it's like this is awesome. What's wrong with you? Why don't you like it? Exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: So that is five stars, aka three so, star banger. It, 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 I'm, from, I'm giving it officially five stars, but in my heart, it's a three star banger. Very good. Meaning that's it's a film that Eric, I'm putting words in his mouth. Well, well, if it's on and if it's around and if his family's watching it, if his friends yeah. are watching it, he's gonna more than be more than happy to watch it. Yeah, this, this, is is, well.
1: this is definitely one of those movies. If I'm if someone has it on, I'm walking in. and go. Well, this is what I'm
0: doing for the rest of the night. Every single week, and this sounds like I am being very patronizing, which I'm not, Bruce, I think the most surprise every week is whenever I hear some of Eric Holmes' surprising takes on movies. I think when I think he's, oh, well, I hope Eric's going to really enjoy Anything's Possible as much as me and Bruce. I'm thinking while you're actually doing the review,
2: Bruce, and here he is. He's giving it five stars. What's your rating on Anything's Possible, Bruce? I am I'm probably three and a half. I think it's a good solid movie, but I'm not gonna <laughs> go watch it over and over again. But I'll let Eric tell me yeah. when he's watching it again. Maybe I'll hop on. But you meant three and a half star banger. That's what Bruce made. I don't have such a thing. I give I
0: give anything's possible. Again, Friday prime video, July twenty second. I give it three and a half stars. Three and a half stars <laughs> for me and Bruce, five stars from Eric Holmes, yes sir, Eric Holmes.
1: What's uh what's the name of the the the, the lead actor? What's the lead name? actor? eva rain r-e-i-g-n yes. i need to see her in more things not oh. not just romantic comedies but like she's just like her and uh the the guy that plays uh yeah uh, abu bakar
0: ali yeah
1: fantastic like everyone in this movie is great but but those two especially is like uh, just just like after i saw a single all the way i'm like please do a sequel i just i'm not done watching these two characters be together <laughs> pg
2: 15 96 minutes yes yes bruce sorry i'll say isn't that the thing with any good romantic comedy though you if the leads have that chemistry and you really like both of them and you're rooting for both of them that's going to make it or break it and this movie definitely has that so yeah and to support bruce's
0: assessment of this movie as well i just want to actually add to support this it it goes in certain ways not just with a relationship with with different friendships in this movie where you you don't think oh it's supposed to be this way, but, oh, it doesn't really end up this way. So there are things that happen. It ends up being more like real life, which is very interesting regarding anything that's possible. Yes, also, sir, it comes. she's like coming right up behind Pim Zam in the running. As far as upcoming stars of, of the year?
1: Yeah. Okay. Very yeah, the, the, the Virginia Newcomb Award this year is going to be a very tight race.
0: Yeah, we very good, very good. Definitely want to see more stuff. Eva Rain, very good in this wonderful movie called Anything's Possible. Anything's Possible, and yes, going back to Eric Holmes' reviews. Remember a couple weeks ago, both sides of the blade. It's a it's a Greg Sestito film, and who knows who ends up liking it the most? Eric Holmes. All these Eric, you consistently surprise us with your reviews in a good sense. Speaking of uh, good sense. Peter Beta's gonna join us in a few for the cinema, cinema hodgepodge. Bruce, but is he still here on the skins?
2: Is still slapping those skins? No, he's not. We still have another movie to do. Oh, <laughs> oh my. unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable! I'm sorry, listeners.
0: Am I? Am I always? Am I the first person on the Titanic to jump ship? Am I that guy? Am I that guy? I am that guy, folks. I am that guy. Here I am, always one. Okay. Uh, be, before we go into the, the <laughs> next movie, though, hey Bruce, is there a next the movie? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, okay. That was a low blow and deserved blow, yeah. Eric Holmes. Okay. I only pretty do soon. it because I love you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, pretty, pretty soon with those vectives you're hurling at me, Eric Holmes, I will be gone in the night. Speaking of which, gone in the night, it was in theaters July 15th. I don't know how much longer it will be in theaters, maybe this weekend, maybe one final weekend. I ended up really really loving this movie. I'm I'm giving I'm going to give this movie 4 stars with actually room to grow. It's a movie that actually within the last week I've enjoyed it even more. It's directed by Eli Horwitz, the creator of the podcast and the subsequent series on Prime Video Homecoming. Eli Horwitz directs and co-wrote this film about a, a middle-aged woman played by Winona Ryder. Her name is Kate, Kath. Kath goes to a weekend she wants to spend a romantic getaway with her younger boyfriend John by, played by John Gallagher Jr they go to this this cabin that's seemingly deserted out in the redwoods nope it's not deserted they meet a mysterious young, young couple played by Owen Teague and Brianne Chu they are there and they're wondering what what are you guys doing there here and the younger people want the older people out the older people uh, Kath, played by Winona Ryder it's it's nighttime she's not good driving driving at the night so so uh, her boyfriend is trying to convince her to stay They they stay in the cabin, hang out with the younger folks. Everything's fine. In the morning, Kath wakes up and her boyfriend is gone in the night. That is the premise of this movie and the rest of the narrative. Has Kath trying to figure out what happened to her boyfriend? Why did he suddenly disappear on her? What did he do? And also helping her on her journey is this other man who is the owner of the cabin played by Dermot Mulroney. So Dermot Moroney gets a lot of screen time. We love Dermot Moroni. I at least I do very much. So John Gallagher Jr. I'm a biased fan of his because I I interviewed him for Abandoned about a month and a half ago and I interviewed him <laughs> oh, again God. for Gone the Night. So two back-to-back interviews with Gone in the Night. I like I actually like John Gallagher Jr. as a person, but unbiasedly, so I end up really enjoying the movie. Loved the actual unfolding of what happened in this movie. But let's start off with sort of a a raw review. From Bruce Burkey regarding your thoughts on Gone in the Night, if it worked for you.
2: Well, this movie has prompted a new rating from me. So um oh, no. <laughs> So we have the normal numbers, we have and then even a five-star classic, three-star banger, which I've I've adopted as well. But I think so. Here's the difference though. So three-star banger. It knows what it is, right? It's like your your exploitation movie or it's your action movie where they know that they're like maybe not the best acting or the best script and it's kind of, kind of outlandish, but it knows it and it's having fun and you enjoy it too. This is what I call hot garbage. And that is a movie that doesn't know what it is, but is still in that same range as a three-star banger. So this movie's preposterous absolutely preposterous at every turn i was like shaking my head like what in the hell is this movie doing um (laughs) isn't
0: that isn't that is is it okay for cinema to have a flight of imagination bruce a little bit of
2: flights i don't know it thinks i don't know no well yes it can i mean i think this is (laughs) i was utterly entertained by this movie let me start by that i would watch this movie again utterly entertained by it it is ridiculous And it thinks, it's, it thinks it's giving great twists. It thinks it's an awesome little thriller. It thinks it's got – it's blowing your mind constantly. It's only blowing my mind in how idiotic most of the things are in this movie. Hey, you know what,
0: Bruce? I'm going to kick you – know, I'm ridiculous and idiotic. Don't, aren't you
2: entertained by me? Huh? Uh, yeah, you have your moments. <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect example. Okay, it starts out. Uh, so it starts out, and they're driving out to this cabin, you know, this, uh, what is it, a timeshare, or whatever it is. Uh, oh, no, like a bed and breakfast or, uh, 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 yeah. What are they, you know, what like, are Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a remote cabin uh, right, right out yeah. in the woods.
2: Yeah. That they're renting out, you know. So Airbnb. They get there. Yeah, Airbnb. Thank you. That's yeah, what I was looking very for. Good, yes. So they show up there, and there's a couple, this surly, you know, Generation Z, you know, Zoomer couple standing out front, like, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, oh, uh, And they're like, well, come inside. And like, wait, no, we're not going to go inside. There's this weird couple here. And they go inside and the couple continues to be weird. The woman side of the couple, uh, what's her name? Um, Oh, which one? The the, the young girl? Brian Chu played Greta. Greta Greta is literally like sneering at them and basically calling them old old assholes, like right out of the gate, straight to their faces. Then she's licking her boyfriend's shoulder or elbow or whatever. Yeah, John Gallagher
0: Jr.'s elbow,
2: yeah. And then well, she's
0: like that sex game.
2: Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, uh hey, uh... Thank you, Eric.
0: Thank you for, for defending this movie.
2: <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, go ahead and go asleep when Winona Ryder. Go go to sleep. We'll we'll just hang out with your boyfriend. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know? And that's just the beginning of the ridiculousness. There's <laughs> one more point that I love. I laughed so hard. There's a lot of points. When you get to the end of this movie, it is laugh out loud, ridiculous. Like the final twists in this movie are are howlers. But earlier on, even Somehow, the guy who's the owner of the, of the Airbnb is going to help her solve they're a born, mystery. Yeah. They're going to have yeah. this little, uh, like, um, I don't know, you know, amateur sleuthing uh, episode for half of the movie. But there's a moment <laughs> where they're sitting together at a cafe, and she's sitting there with him. And she's trying to figure out, and they're kind of talking about what happened. And some random guy walks outside the door. It's like, it's like waving in the window, like, hey, hey, it's you. And he walks in like, Hi. I'm Mr. Exposition. Can I talk to you and tell you who you are next to the person who doesn't know who you are?
0: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> this yeah. movie is just so ridiculous. Although, it's the middle of the day. Let's go to this warehouse in the middle of nowhere. I'm just going to go inside. Oh, they have some kind of weird underground S&M punk show or something going on there. I mean, I don't know. This movie As is- you do fucking outlandish <laughs> <You do. laughs> but it is so fun this is straight trash it thinks it's the best in the world but it is straight garbage but it's fun
0: okay but it's it's a weird review that this is the weirdest review you've given Bruce because you said you'd watch it because of hot hot garbage right it's hot garbageness you'd watch it again
2: yes this is the opposite in a lot of ways this is the opposite of the gray man right the gray man is trying to be this crazy action and entertaining thing and it's kind of dull This is trying to be blowing your mind, but it's not dull. I mean, if if you are like me and not buying any of it, it's still not dull. Like, you're enjoying the ridiculousness of it.
0: Can the filmmakers and actors involved take that as kind of a compliment?
2: And not for me, probably, no. (laughs) 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 Because it's terribly, terribly written. This is a terribly written movie. Eric Hobbes. It's so funny. Oh, yes, yes, Bruce, sorry. I was going to say this is a movie. If it was just twisted just slightly, it would be straight camp. But it would be worse if it was straight camp. Because half of what makes it great is it doesn't – it isn't camp. It's playing it straight. Okay. And I think this makes it – I'm going to add this. I'm going to add to the
0: fire (laughs) and put some papers to the fire. And give a little bit wood to the fire too. I'm assuming that one of the reasons why you're howling at this is because this is not giving too much away. Gone in the night, it is – a thriller but it's really trying to talk about the sort of the gulf between generations the lack of communications that generations
2: have did you laugh at that because it's it's oh yeah i wrote this is the most ageist movie ever made it's the most ageist movie for both to both ways Wow. also did we mention i'm just going to say two words yes the cow right
0: Okay, the cow. It was this movie was initially titled the cow, and I, I don't know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be clueless. I'm not gonna say who who it was in reference to or if it deals anything with a twist or something like that. Eric, did you know this was called the cow before it was called Gone in the Night? Do you have any idea? Is yeah, that, right?
1: that not when I was watching it, but I, I heard you guys talking about it later on.
0: Okay, Okay. So Bruce laughs about the cow. Well, speaking of the cow, did this have any kind of cinematic milk that you could drink from Eric Holmes? Did this uh, I will nurture say this you, is, body and soul? Yes, sir.
1: This is uh, head and shoulders above another movie called The Cow that we watched earlier
0: today. <laughs> oh, here we go. No, Andrea Arnold does not catch astray from that comment from Eric Holmes. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this, this movie... Um, how dare you with a cow? We, me and Bruce both li- like that movie. Yeah.
2: No, anyway, sorry, sorry. He just sorry. likes to eat him. He likes to kill him and eat him. That's all he exactly. does. How dare kill you. Cow. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. i
1: uh, Everything Bruce said is correct, except I was eating all of it up. I was buying every little <laughs> bit of it. Yes, thank you. Because, I, I, and I don't know why, because like I'm listening to Bruce going, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But then I also remember the scenes as I'm watching it, and I'm like, Oh, and then what happens? Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just locked in on the mystery because like the, the thing seems Thank so you. weird, but it felt like the movie knew that it had answers to things. And so I was just kind of going along with it. Um uh kind of like a
0: maybe like uh unsolved mysteries sort of thing, you know. And well, then well, uh, no, hold on. Eric, is this a ridiculous story though, in in support of Bruce's assessment? You were saying it, it, how is it? How is this movie written for you? Um, did you well, end I'm
1: up liking there. it? <laughs> <laughs> because it. Cool.
0: so I'm I'm I'm
1: buying into the mystery of it, um, and you know digging the characters, uh, trying to suss them out, and then you know they have like little uh, scenes where they show a character with another one. It's like, oh wait, okay, that's what's going on. Oh wait, if that's going on, then the, the okay, I know what I know what land I'm in now, and I'm not going to trust that guy, and so on and so forth. And then it gets to the the very final thing at the end. Yes. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you I mean, I, get, I guess, like, uh, unlike Bruce, like, I was, um, like, non-ironically, I, I was enjoying the mystery going all the way through. I, I was totally dialed in. And then it got to the end, and I was like, oh, you, uh, okay, I guess this is where we're at. Um, Couple notes: The uh, they mentioned Blood Cow, which is cool. Uh, they didn't. I don't think they were referring to the band. But uh, if uh, you're listening to this, listen to Blood Cow because they're an awesome band. Um, they mentioned Anal Cunt. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, "And they called Anal Cunt an ambient and ambient noise core." I noise core makes sense. Ambient doesn't with uh, at least not with the Anal Cunt I've heard. Um, There's a character that wrote in a thing until October 21st, which presumes they died October 22nd, which is my birthday. So that was nice of them. (laughs) And there's a uh, game that they played called uh, Pillow Talkers. Yes. Which if they look. If anyone involved in the movie is still listening by now after Bruce just eviscerated your movie, first of all, I apologize uh, for him. I cannot control him. He has his own brain. Um, and I don't fully agree, although he's not wrong, but you have, you have a board game called pillow talkers. You need to put that on the movie website. You can't make it unless pillow talkers is a, like a, some old game that they, you know, dust it off and put it in the movie if you're going to create a game for your movie use that as part of the marketing why wouldn't you it's just it's just right there but anyway those are just a few things i overall i really like this movie the ending the ending took some points off for me because i didn't like where it went but mm. i really enjoyed the the kind of uh pulpy mystery mystery elements leading up to that
0: yes Yes. Finally, some words that make sense regarding this <laughs> review. Thank you, Area Bruce, I'm so glad that we have Eric Holmes to be a part of our unit, don't you think, Bruce? What do you think of that?
2: I do. I do. He's, 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 he's great.
0: Yes, and I'm did, glad did, I have you, you too because you remind me of things going on in the podcast that I should remember about. Like, we have another movie to review.
1: Real <laughs> quick, though, um, I do need to – I compare this favorably to Windfall. Um, okay, but the, I know a lot of people
0: hated Windfall. What is so Windfall? keep that in mind. The Windfall directed the one with Andrew Kevin Walker movie. Oh, yeah. is, that what yeah. it's called? is it called? Windfall? Is called Windfall? Yeah. Is it actually sure that's? On? Oh, that's the name of the movie, Windfall. Yeah. You there, it fake- I,
1: I, I think Windfall lot I, I like Windfall a lot more than this, but just if you watch Windfall and you're like, "Fuck that movie," you know, this probably is not gonna. This probably not gonna hate you, but I really loved Windfall, and I like this one a lot up until then.
0: Okay, in all seriousness, though, regarding Bruce's reviews, let's say this about here. Tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes, 45% from the critics. Audience score. Bruce, do you have an idea what the audience score would be on Gone on the Night? If you could just pick a a random number out out of your hat, out of your guessing game hat. 55. 56%. Very good, Bruce. 56% audience score. So, yes, I think you're going to either appreciate it, or you're just going to really not like it, or there's going to be a select few that realize it might be ridiculous but you might actually find entertainment with this movie bruce
2: what's your rating on god in the night um i don't know i mean it's hot garbage so i don't know what that rating is i I guess
0: (laughs) no let's just say you want to say if you want to put hot garbage as your rating we'll put hot garbage as your rating
2: yeah i think it's going to be hot garbage um i think this is now beat out the naomi watts running in the woods movie for my favorite comedy of the year so far this is this is this is beat it but it doesn't
0: beat the book of Henry, right? Nothing ever does. What is that? Does it does it ever beat the book of Henry? That never. Well, that wasn't a kid didn't come out Henry. this
2: year, so that wasn't. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, true, that's, true. that's not from this. I year. mean, I'm just
0: I'm, I'm just saying that. Oh, what was that? That what was that? Naomi Watts, the, the school shooting one, right? Well, I forgot the name of that movie. Was the, that the one? That she's running the of the
2: world? scariest hour or something? Or the yeah,
0: yeah, that that is the desperate hour, or something like that. Yeah, desperate, desperate
2: hour. You got it. Good job. Okay. Yeah, Gone in yeah. the Night. Okay, gonna, so, this is always the cow to me.
0: Okay, the the cow. Okay, Bruce's rating. the good, the good cow. cow. Yes, we saw the bad Russos the and the good cow. <laughs> okay, Bruce's rating of the cow, aka Gone in the Night, is straight up hot garbage. Okay, my rating <laughs> is I'm giving this movie four stars. I ended up really enjoying Gone in the Night. I love the the chemistry between Dermot Moroney and Winona Ryder. There are spaces in the movie where they're just like Bruce was saying, they go around on their little mini sleuth. I got, I really enjoyed all the mini sleuthing. I liked what this movie was trying to say about it, just generational relationships. Bruce did not, and listeners, you may not too. I am hoping we that we reach some listeners who actually really enjoy Gone in the Night. If you decide to pay the a theater ticket to watch it, or watch it on streaming, or or pay a digital download for it. Look, we're going to give you some value-added stuff regarding Gone in the Night, because me, Bruce, and Eric, after we record the show, after we're done talking with Peter Beta on this movie called Shrek Retold, we're going to do a little mini-spoiler on Gone in the Night as well. So we're going to give you some value on Gone in the Night, and we're going to just write up some stuff on findyourfilms.com as well, on that website that we've been working on as well. So... That's me saying, like, if you end up hating it, don't hate me or Eric, please. We're going to try to provide (laughs) you with as much ballast for your several bucks you're investing in this movie. Eric, comes your rating on Gone in the Night, or as Bruce likes to say, The Cow.
1: This was shaping up to be like a four, four and a half star for me, but the ending didn't quite land. Um, So I'm going to go, I'm still going to go three and a half. I I liked it, but this with a better ending, this could have really blown
0: me away. Okay, three and a half stars for Eric Holmes, four stars for me, and Hot Garbage for Bruce Perky. I am so just really nervous. to Bruce, can I move forward to our what's-in-the-box pick yet? Pete dropping, <laughs> slapping the skins. What does Pete do every week? Can we do the music interlude right now, Bruce? Are we okay with that? Yeah? Shake do it. it. Do make it. it happen. What do, I can't make it happen. Bruce can't make it happen. Who can make it happen? Who makes it happen every single week, Eric Holmes? Maybe Pete can. Why? Hey, what is Pete. it? What what is it? Yeah, what does he do? Hey Pete, what, what 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 do you want to tell yourself to do? I think Pete, you know what you should do right now before you see us in about an hour or two? Drop that beat.
1: Who's in the box? Oh, uh, what's in the box?
0: You lied. No. What's in the fucking box? All right, we're back. I I am still in fear of Bruce's you know warning that we still have a movie. There's like, one more movie. Wait. <laughs> I'm emotionally scarred. What's in the box, Bruce? There is not the in the box.
2: There's,
0: yeah, what's in the box? We're going to do a, our box review in a way, in a weird way with Peter Beta regarding Shrek for, you know, the Shrek we told in the next Hodgepod, but Bruce is picking what's in the box right now.
2: Oh, good. I've never watched this movie. This is one of those like holes in my movie knowledge that I've always wanted to fill. It sounds kind of weird. But anyway, um, Howl's Moving Castle by 2004. I've never watched it. So I'm going to watch Howl's Moving Castle. Did, okay. So well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I didn't listen. Howl's Moving Ca- Castle. Did you put this in by your, in, your, in yourself in the box? Is this your own
2: thing in the box? I put it in there based on – somebody had done a post something about Howl's – I think – oh, I know what it was. We did that um, – Not my finder frame, which I'm still doing, by the way, every day, almost every day. Um, It was the other framed game we play. And Howl's Moving Castle came up and I guessed it in like two guesses, even though I had never seen the movie. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of ashamed that I can get it without seeing the movie. So I need to actually watch the movie. So that's why I put it in there.
1: Oh, speaking of which... Did, yeah. Do we have any winners for the find your frame or do we know what uh, the prize is going to be?
2: Uh, I don't know what the f- prize is going to be yet. I can give you the standings for find your frame so far though. So it's going to, I figure at the end of the month, if nothing else, I'm going to let that person like pick the movie for the box, you know, like pick what I watched that week, but maybe we can come up with something better. Maybe they can tell us what they want. That mm-hmm. would always be fun too.
0: When does find your film, when does the find your film thing and the find your frame contest end J- the last day of
2: July? Yeah, I figure like at the end of the month, whatever the standings are, even if I don't do it every day, but whatever I have done for that month, whoever's at the lead will win it for that month. And then I'll just start over again the next month. So far, Joseph Bridges is winning with four correct guesses. Uh, Ken Cunningham has a couple. Uh, Aaron Kessler has a couple. And then there's a bunch of uh, one-guess winners so far. So I think that Joseph Bridges is is the runaway lead at the moment but there is still time it is only the 20th so you have another what 10 11 days worth of guesses to get in there and if you get a bunch of them you could win and a lot of it is chance it's when do i happen to post it when you happen to see it and if you're the first person to guess it then you win okay how
0: hard is find your frame how much research do you have to do for this on a daily basis bruce perky
2: I just think of a movie and I put it up there. Sometimes it's super duper hard. Like I did little Odic and that broke people and no one could get it. And then some days it's just like, uh, what did I do one day? Uh, some big ones uh, go, or I did, uh, I did son of Frankenstein. I thought that would take several frames and someone got son of Frankenstein in the first one. That was Aaron Kessler. So
1: yeah. So, uh, it's, it's been a while, but I saw a little old dick on, uh, a-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay yes look the winner of find your frame i mean this is an idea that i just cooked up in my head bruce and eric you can veto it but this is the last day of july this month july bruce has been hard at work doing our daily find your frame game on the cinematics facebook group the winner will have a choice of either a mug which i can't show on the screen right now I feel like in front of your mug shirt and a find your film shirt which is right here, I guess. Hold on. There? There? Find your no, film. No, shirt. I'm saying put the mug in front of your shirt because oh, the, 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 the background's oh, like reading oh, you your go. body. Oh, there you go. See so look? Know. Look, they're very good. And, yeah, Eric's a real filmmaker right there. And then, yes, yes, you can either get the mug or the shirt. I will actually purchase one for the winner. You can have your choice of a shirt or a mug from our Find Your Film merch, findyourfilmpodcast.com. Eric Holmes, actually constructed that site thank you eric holmes with some contributions from bruce perky is that a good idea bruce or did i i sub no, that's good idea
2: yeah no i think okay. i think that's great
0: maybe we'll do like a uh a, a finder film
1: logo just in on front of it. it says i'm a huge winner
0: <laughs> no we're all we're all losers eric holmes no thanks. not not <laughs> if you win frame find your frame you're not that's a loser. true you're that's a, a good point winner. that's a good you're a huge winner that's a good idea eric holmes you know what Contact Eric Holmes and he he may create your own merch for you. How's that? There you go. (laughs) Either either way, either way, Greg Srizavasti, because he had no idea how to direct this latest episode of Find Your Film, (laughs) will pay for the merch at the end of the month. Okay, that's that's on me. And thank you guys so much for contributing to Find Your Find Your Frame, Find Your Film, and our Cinemax Facebook broadcast, all that stuff. So just join our group; it's really really fun. Before we go, do you have any final thoughts, Eric Holmes?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, the headliner, the uh, crowdfunding thing is done. Yeah. Didn't quite get to a hundred percent, but they got pretty high and, um, I'll hit Derek up. I think they're still, I think they got enough that they can start shooting. So hopefully there'll be more uh, news on that in the coming, in the coming months,
0: weeks, maybe. Eric Holmes will have yes, and the, he was inter, he interviewed the director and actor from the headliner, and that was on our Cinema Hodgepod a couple of weeks ago. And, we, and Eric will have provide some more information down the road regarding that. Bruce, final thoughts uh, before we go?
2: Uh, all I would say is don't forget, along with movies that can go in the box, you can put yourself in the box, and you, like Pete, might get picked out and get to be on the show and pick the movie for that week. So if you haven't done it and you want to put yourself in the box. Oh, right. Wow. So they can just announce your name and just say, "Hey, just put me in the box. Just say, put me in the box. Yep. Okay. Very good.
0: Very good. If you want to be on the show and you know, you can have special requests. Like, Hey, you know, I, I'll be in the show. If you guys take Greg and make him shut up for, for most of the hour and just have <laughs> you and Bruce and Erica do it. I'll, I'll be happy. Cause, uh, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Maybe you guys can have Eric and Bruce uh, commandeer that show because I'm a little bit annoying sometimes because I don't know how to review movies, apparently. Thank you, Bruce, for steering the ship. Thank you, Eric, for uh, your review, your wonderful and accurate review of Gone in the Night, a.k.a. The Cow. <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, would love to hear what you think of any of these movies. Thank you guys so much for your support. We're not done yet. Check us out after this feed with another Cinema Hodgepod, which, by the way, what Film, do we have as far as Eric, you and Bruce did a spoiler discussion over the weekend of? Uh, The Black
1: Phone. We did a uh, book the movie comparison.
0: All right, very, very good. So, on the Hodgepod, you're going to get the Black Phone. You're going to get our really cool interview, which we're going to conduct in about 20 minutes with Sir Pete Abeda from Middle Class Film Class. And finally, you're going to get a little mini spoiler regarding Gone Night. Thank you guys so much for your time, and we will see you next week here on Find Your Film.